0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony, and I'm your host. With over a decade in the local church, I care deeply and passionately about helping you connect with Jesus in very practical ways. Today's episode is a father-daughter combo, girl-dad. It's so close to my heart. And actually, before I even hit record, they got to meet Shiloh, and so you'll hear them talk about Shiloh and our relationship, and just, man, I want so much to be a good girl dad to my daughter. And whether you are a girl dad or you know one, this is a conversation you probably want to jump into. Jay and Rayanne Payleitner are just uh, beautiful people who share their heart and have so much to offer us in our conversation today. So now, without any further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Jay and Ann. Jay and Ann, thank you guys so much for being here today.
1: Uh, Tony, what a privilege to hang out with you. Absolutely.
2: Thanks for having us, Tony.
0: Ray, I want to start with you. Um, I I love to ask the question from a macro perspective on calling, right? And so, uh, Ray, we'll go you first, and then Jay, How how would you describe the calling that God has placed on your life? Wow, that's a big question. Big I, question. I just come out again. swinging. I <laughs> come out swinging, every yeah. time. Tony.
1: Tony, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to hearing this answer. She has to answer. Me. That's the kind uh, of question, Tony. That's the kind of question that Dad wants to ask her daughter. But yeah. well, it's hard for a dad to ask that. But uh,
0: so there you go, Ray. There you
1: go. Uh, what's the? What was it? What was it again, Tony? How was? It, what was the question?
0: Yeah, Ray, and How would you describe the calling mm. that God has placed on your life?
2: Well. Again, real big question. And I think even in the book, I say dads don't ask that question. Wait for them to talk to you about it. But uh, I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one, Tony. I, uh, When it comes to calling, I kind of learned early on. I was I was a young woman, child who made a lot of plans and kept thinking about kind of what the long-term vision for my life was in my own head and I even had I had an uncle growing up who every time he saw me because he didn't see me all the time but every time he saw me a few times he goes okay what's the plan because he liked hearing me talk about where my plan was and where I thought I would be you know in 20 years and I quickly realized in my life uh that our human plans don't always get to be on the front burner right they often get Amen. cast to the side and uh, so when it comes to plans versus calling what I've kind of realized is really focusing on doing the work that's in my hands that's the hmm. series of verses that I really held have held on to these last 10 years when kind of my plans just kind of keep getting thrown out the window but I still uh, get to wake up every day and, and be a part of be a part of the world and do the work in it and so I really, my calling as I see it is to, to love the people around me as best I can uh, for as long as I can. Uh, and then when it comes to the work that I do, uh, do the work that's in my hands and do it well. And it'll all work out. If you do the work well and you love the people around you, uh, that's my calling today. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a different calling you know, in a couple of years. But I think uh, it, that, that one has treated me well ever since I stopped making plans and uh, started started looking for purpose.
0: I love that. Jay, what about you? You've written over 30 books. You've speaking all over the country. Uh, How would you describe the calling that God has placed on your life?
1: Um, It's all about that God that he uses it all. I can look back uh, and see my ridiculous college degree, which I won't even tell you what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I sold photocopiers for a while for A.B. Dick. Hi, I'm the A.B. Dick guy. Don't 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 buy that Xerox, Minolta, or some copy copier that you recognize. I, I was in advertising on Michigan Avenue, doing um doing uh, ads for Corona beer and Midway Airlines, and I was on the I led the creative team that named Sun Chips, and so I was honing my skills as a as a writer and meeting deadlines. And then I might have got fired from that job, and I ended up at a little Christian ad agency where I was suddenly producing Josh McDowell radio. Many of your listeners know Josh McDowell more than a carpenter. I produced his radio program for 14 years. How did that happen? I just kind of fell into that. Um, So uh, my calling is really about trust, Hmm. that no matter what happens, the crud, the good stuff – I'm just gonna trust that it's kind of like Ray said, and that's a great verse. I could, wish I could remember the reference. Uh, whatever your hand finds you to do, do it with all your might. That's uh, that's uh, uh, one of our favorites. We've talked about that. And um so it's it's uh, uh, trusting that God has something before me uh, and the, the churches we've been to, uh, we've we've gone through. We just changed churches a couple of years ago. That's a really weird thing to do that. But again, it's it's following God's call and trusting in trusting that so it's about trust i think it is um uh should we ask uh, Rayanne, uh should we ask tony what his calling is absolutely throw throw the, the spotlight back on him
2: yeah
0: whoa, whoa,
2: whoa what is <laughs> happening here
1: uh
0: you know my, my call my calling is uh the the lord is just burdened on my heart is to make disciple makers mm. um and to be obedient joyful obedience is the word that god has given mm. me uh in In several seasons, it won't leave me alone. So, yeah, I I make disciple makers, and I um, I'm joyfully obedient to wherever the Lord calls me. So I'm 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 going to
1: add on to what I said. Um, I have done a lot of international ministry for the Bible League and and other ministries. I've done sending Bibles, millions of Bibles, uh, radio. programs I've worked on to China. Uh, I went to Russia four times with Josh McDowell. I, I spoke to a thousand dads just outside Warsaw, Poland right before COVID. So this international ministry has come to me, mm. but that's not my, that's not my jam. That's mm. not who I am. I am so, I, I look at my neighborhood and the community and the, and the hurting men that I see in, in and around, uh, uh when I go speak in, in, um, to, to men right here in, in uh, in the Midwest, especially. Um, uh, so that my even though I've had this ministry, it's a good example. I've had this ministry outside the country. Boy, uh, my heart is with dads and men and families, husbands and wives marriage uh, here in the country. So that's more specific, uh, if, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think um, I think it's a, a beautiful lead to my next question. Uh, Ray, and let's start with you on this one as well. Mostly because I like to hear your answer first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to uh, discernment, right? Because I, I know that this is your first book, and it kind of happened by accident. We'll get into that mm-hmm. in just a moment. But uh, how do you discern God's voice in your life? Ooh.
2: Another big swing. Uh, how do I discern God's voice in my life? Uh, beautiful question. I think at the end of the day, I I am of the firm belief that God gives us the tools that we need to be able to uh, do our part in fostering the relationship with Him. Obviously, uh, He is, uh, you know, omnipresent. Obviously, He can He can make His presence known, and He can do anything, and all things are possible, right? And I think that. It just says in every good relationship, both parties need to need to kind of come put their toe to the line. And it's not because he can't cross that line. If he didn't want to, he could, you know, open, you know, blast off the, the wall to my room right now and, and make his heavenly presence known, but he wants us to walk towards him. And I think that he did that by giving us the tools. We're all unique. I personally, uh, like uh, using biblical references, you know what I mean, I do a lot of study. I do a lot of uh, conver- deeper conversations, whereas other people might connect more through worship or through extended prayer or through you know a different different discipleship methods. And uh, from my perspective, I try to hone in on his voice uh, in Scripture uh, and how I see his voice manifest in other people's lives. And that's how I can, that's how I've kind of worked to hone it. And I think he, he allows me to do it that way because he knows that that's how my brain and heart work. That's how I Hmm. relate to the people in my life. And I think that he does that for everyone. We all speak to each other in different ways and we all speak and listen to him in different ways. And so, uh, that's personally how I do it. Um, and Uh, Understanding that I have human ears, right, and so sometimes I get it wrong, Um, but uh, I try to keep people around me uh, to remind me uh, who and uh, who I am and who God is. And so, if I'm getting it wrong, if my discernment, you know, meter is off, uh, I have people who love me who are around me that can help me get on track. And then I have uh, the scripture behind it to help me to help remind me when I when I'm feeling cloudy.
0: I love that, uh, Jay. I'm I'm going to ask you a similar version of the same question, and specifically, I I think um, I would love to hear how you know what what is the next book to write, right? So, I mean, thirty some odd books, and they. Uh, what I appreciate about your scope of writing is that it's it's family and uh, relational based, but it's also vast. And so how do you know that God called you to write this book about being a girl dad?
1: Yeah. Uh, girl dad is, is book number 38 for me and is book number one for Ryan. Um, uh, I think it's about uh, the responsibilities that I have coming out of my life uh that's where the books come from it's like this is something i'm dealing with now or a, a or a quest that i'm on now and i start thinking about it, it's like well if i'm dealing with this quest this responsibility um then uh, there must be millions of other people who are doing that and so there's a and then if i can con a, a publisher into uh, taking <laughs> that idea um uh, uh, the easy answer is uh, just last week, literally just last week, I asked Chat GBT, GPT, the AI. <laughs> I said, "What should be my next books? What should what should be Jay Paylater's next books?" And it was uh, uh, something on t- parenting teens, something on um, on grandparents, something on the, the power of prayer. Uh, so, uh, but I'm not going to let Chat GPT, uh, you know, the artificial intelligence, decide my next book. I'll, also. Uh, on a very practical level, uh, I've surrounded myself with all kinds of gifted uh, publishing experts, my agent and publishers that I know and trust and who know me and love me and count on me. And frankly, uh, Tony, they give me book titles. They yeah. say, Jay, man, we need a book on this. Uh, most of the most publishers and actually uh, Ray Ann's brother Randall is the publisher at Moody Bible Institute. He's the publisher there. He's in charge of the whole thing there and we have conversations. Um, but uh, most books are they begin with a some kind of proposal and and the publishers go yes or no. but because I've been doing this for so long, I get I get emails from from publishers hey Jay, can you write a book on this? and that that's how i I did a book on conflict resolution. I did a book on uh, uh, well, my best-selling book is 52 Things Kids Need from a Dad. Think about this. Yeah. We'll move on. My best-selling book is 52 Things Kids Need from a Dad. So 200,000 copies. And the publisher, Harvest House, said, Jay, uh, boy, this book is going well. Can you write a book for the same audience but think of them as husbands? So instead of what kids need, make do it what wives need, 52 Things Wives Need from a Husband. And I said, I haven't – I said, you want me to write this book? Yeah, Jay, we'll send you a contract and a, an advance check. And I said, I can write that book. <laughs> so, anyways, so that kind of launched my mi- my ministry on marriage, which is good news because I have a great marriage and my wife pours into me and I pour into her. And that may I may have had more impact some time some ways on marriages than I have on on dads. So is it too long of an answer, Tony? Is that too long of an answer? Is that maybe
0: there's no <laughs> right or wrong answer here, Jay. We're just talking. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> uh i i am interested ray as, mm-hmm. as someone um you you've watched your dad write 38 books mm. you've seen him um I'm guessing where he's recording from now is his study. If I was going to guess that that's probably the writing lab and it's Mm -hmm. probably just looking at kind of his personality type. There's probably books stacked everywhere and paper (laughs) all over the place. And I've got the gift of discernment. So like, uh, you know, it's probably like I can imagine as a young daughter watching your dad write and write Mm. and write and pour over, I'm curious what. What's kind of your um, in reflection? What's your takeaway from watching your dad serve the Lord in this way? Well, you
2: are exactly right, Tony. In that that room there, which maybe has the footprint of a king size bed, has been his office. is about is about ten paces away from the kitchen table, and so and my whole life, we moved into that house when I was three, and so my whole awareness of him. Has been in this room, uh, and a lot of beautiful things come from that. One, he was at every one of my softball or basketball games or plays because he could. He was home and he was present, and he could work from ten p.m. to midnight if he needed to, if he mm-hmm. wanted to be at my four o'clock softball game, which is an incredible gift that very few of my teammates got. Um, yeah. But and but uh, children across the board, because you know life, either, there's a very real. Reality of uh, of life getting just bring up those challenges is for dads, but watching him write in his ministry to write to get back to your question. I mean, I remember the first time that I held his first book, which was called Once Upon a Tandem. He, I held it in my hands, and he was so excited because he had always. I also knew even before that that uh, he had always wanted to write a book. He was a writer. He had always you know made made his work and and money and everything like that through writing in different ways whether it be advertising or radio producing or scripting things like that and so watching him go from once upon a tandem all the way up here through girl dad i can tell you that of the 38 i've read all of them except for one which is what uh husbands need from their wives and that wasn't a subject matter that I wanted to listen to his opinion on. (laughs) Uh, just Because I know the players, I know the players involved. I stopped reading that one about, about a half a chapter and I go, you know what? I'm sure it's great. Um, Hard pass. (laughs) Exactly. But he would always send us, uh, send us as in his children, my four brothers and I, he would send us uh, the PDF of the book before it was even printed. And so I remember on the back on the backs of buses, you know, as I was going to sporting events or um, up late at night. And when I was living in Ireland, I even, I was an RA and so I I printed it out so I could read it while I was uh, on a shift (laughs) and a bunch of my friends found it. That was a whole different thing. Um, But I've watched him evolve and I've watched him uh, grow. And it is a good question, you know, what book do you write next, right? you, You have the kind of the first 10, in lock, but then after that you're you yeah. go in and out of these phases of I, I you know i'm not sure what i what i have to offer next and then the idea comes whether it's from a publisher whether it's you know from something that my mom says or uh just a, someone who comes up to him at one of the speaking events who has a question that mm-hmm. that hasn't been answered by his book so uh watching him evolve as i've grown up we both have kind of evolved on our parallel paths together and uh Uh, beautiful to be able to watch him touch people's lives in these 38 different ways.
0: Jay, I I was really um, excited to read about how this book came to fruition, specifically Rayanne's part in it. Uh, I'm wondering if you could tell the story about the, um, the, the process and then, and then maybe kind of paint the picture. This book is creatively written in a way that you don't find very often with insights and reality checks and kind of these questions. And it's, it's beautifully put together in that way that it's, it's, it's short choppy bites. So can you tell the story how uh, Rayan's part came to fruition and then the creativity kind of model that you guys put together collectively? <laughs>
1: Yes, it's a fascinating story to tell, and uh, gives you some uh, some viewpoint of the underworld of uh, publishing. Um, uh, 38 books, and uh, 37 of those books, I sent in the manuscript. I've got the contract. I'm writing the book. I sent in the manuscript, and the publisher says, well, that's great. We won't have to – no rewrites, no nothing. We'll just do a grammar check and maybe just kind of tighten some things up. But great, 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 great. Okay. With that in mind, um, I'm, I get a book contract to write a book that's um, for dads of daughters. Maybe even a book, book, book for dads of little daughters. It's kind of a cutesy kind of thing that really is going to focus on, um, on uh, teddy bear picnics and daddy-daughter dances and the cute little things that – that we the dads should be doing if they have time, if they can, and just to, to be in the lives of the daughter of the little daughters, and maybe some lists of places to go and and such. Okay, so I'm working on this thing, and um, then I say, Hey, uh, to my uh, Rayanne is uh, is is gone from West Point now, she's working in she's uh, at, going to school in Dublin, Ireland, and I'm realizing, you know what, uh. Uh, I would love her input on this. So I send her uh, the part of the partial manuscript. And she doesn't just have a comment, she writes a long paragraph on something. It's like, Dad, what about this? This this really needs to be in there. And so I uh, ask my publisher, hey, could my daughter, you know, I was going to surprise Rayan with this idea, could my daughter co write this book with me? Because I know she has that gift. And they said, "What a great idea! We'll even put her name on the cover." So I'm looking forward to this. So I write these ten brilliant chapters uh, on uh, on uh, my uh, my daughter and her hopes and dreams, my daughter and her friends, my daughter and her boyfriends, uh, my daughter and her teams and teammates, my daughter and her mom, my daughter and and this fallen world, uh, my daughter and. Uh, uh, her time with with dad, with me, kind of. Okay, so I've got all these wonderful chapters going, and they're brilliant. Uh, and Rayanne sp- sp- spends about, the, a- every chapter now ends with about 1,500 words of Rayanne, uh, Tony, telling me why I was wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, listen, I wanted to see how you were going to approach it, because the reality checks aren't, they're not kid gloves. No, they are not. <laughs> And so the
1: point is, we didn't write the book together. Mm-hmm. I wrote my chapters, and then she commented on it. And it wasn't really, "Ran, help me out here. Am I, am, was it, help me out here. How did you approach those, the, your, your part of the uh, the book? Oh, absolutely.
2: It was me telling him how he was wrong, for sure. No, no. Um, <laughs> what what it really was is, and it was what I had done before. It, this wasn't a new thing. I wasn't actually, uh, when he first asked me, hey, can you give me your notes, this is what he had done before on other books. That's why I was reading them on the backs of buses, right? Uh, why I was reading those manuscripts is because I just wanted to make sure um, that, uh, that one, that he – I always do a control F for my name, right, in his books and make sure everything's uh, lined up there. Uh, but also uh, just to, to fill out any, any gaps. We've had these conversations around our kitchen table for as long as I can remember. Or, Rayanne, I have 37 – you know, I have 37 things that daughters need from their dad. Help me get number 38. And we would workshop how to work up to that 52 mark. And so, uh, honestly, how I approached the book was, uh, was that kind of feedback. And you can ask anyone, I am a, I I like to call it being realistic. Some might call it pessimism. I don't know, something like that, but I don't play with kid gloves. And so, um, what I wanted to do, and all, everything my dad writes in the book is right. It, it's good advice, excellent insights, but what I wanted to do was give it context, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to give it context to uh, who their daughter is, not just as their daughter because you know, to a dad – your daughter is always going to be your daughter, always going to be your little girl in some ways, always going to be your you know, partner in crime in some ways. That's who she is when you look at her. And that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. But she is all of these other things, too. She's also, you know, a woman in the world. She's also going to be forging her own path. She is going to have those hopes and dreams. And so I, I wanted to give that context and perspective to to the dads who uh, to the dads who are reading the book and the reality checks really a few times I do say I hate to disagree with my dad I do say that on a number of occasions but most of the time it's not the opposite it's more uh, more just giving them the different angle of looking at it
1: uh, it it occurs to me uh, Tony if I may uh, yeah uh, my part of the chapter is I have insights for dads regarding you know uh, um, you, how, how to deal with bad coaches or uh, your ex is not your enemy or, you know, celebrate your daughter's defiance sometimes. But uh, the reality, you mentioned reality checks and Rianne, you did too. Um, some examples would be uh, in the very first chapter on hopes and dreams. Uh, I, part of my part of my insights is, you know what, your daughter these days, because of the culture and the opportunities for 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 daughters, your daughter can be anything she wants to be. And then Rayanne was quick to say in her reality check, go ahead, Rayanne. No, she can't.
2: But yeah. <laughs> of, co- of course she can't. Of course she can't be anything, right? If if right. she's been playing basketball for ten years and still can't dribble with her left hand, she probably isn't gonna be in the WNBA. Or, sure. it, you know, if she struggles, she struggles with sophomore year chemistry, probably not going to bring home the Nobel Prize in it. So
1: it's so, Tony, you've had these conversations with Shiloh. You've got an 11 year old daughter and yeah. you tell her right now that am I right that you could, Shiloh, you can be anything you want to be.
0: Does she buy it for that? the most part? Yeah. Well, I'm, I think uh, with some caveats, right, like mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, she, she's at this point, she's not gonna be probably never gonna be a dunk of basketball right like there's a you know like hey we we always say that melton burgers do hard things right mm-hmm. like what you know what i mean like hard work and vision opens up a lot of doors and um and we trust in the lord so like that it's kind of that combo of like you can do anything you want with hard work and mm-hmm. trusting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. But if
1: you're talking to a girl dad, you're, you're, uh, your girl dad who's got a little eight-year-old, you want him to kind of say, I think you can be anything you want to be, but that has to soften or change as you realize what her gifts are sure. later on. And then, because our job kind of as a dad is to is to help our daughter find her sweet spot. Because, well, she's be, uh, so girls these days are being pulled in two different directions. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um Uh, that they're supposed to, you know, shoot for the stars and be be everything any man could ever be kind of thing. And then the flip-flop of that is uh, if your daughter, maybe she's uh, ultimately she wants to be a stay-at-home mom and raise a few babies, that kind of thing. So she's your daughter, girl dad's out there listening, your daughter's going to be pulled in two directions, maybe five directions, as a matter of fact. Um, And uh, stay with her, help her find her sweet spot, be there to listen to her. Uh, as Rayanne often says, uh, if I may, uh, keep listening so that she'll finally ask you, Dad, what do you think I should be? She'll ask you, mm. Dad, what do you think my gifts are? So um, you want to keep in, stay in her life, and earn the right for her to say, ask you that question is kind of the goal. Um, so again, reality, uh, I say I would say something, and Rayanne would have a reality check.
2: Well, and just just to clarify on that particular reality check, I do start off a little bit harsh, but the real conclusion of that reality check about helping, um, about whether your daughter can be anything she wants you to be, is for dads to actually understand that, well, she can't be everything, she can't be anything, but what she could be, could be anything. I know yeah. it's a little bit of a tongue twister, mm-hmm. but it's the idea of not letting your experience as a as a man in the world and and your age group and everything like that not letting your experience as 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 a person put your daughter into a box and or and you want her to surprise you and you want her to do things that you never imagined and so that's more that was the nicer second half of that reality check with moth which uh, many of them have just yeah she can't be she can't be anything She can't be everything, but what she could end up being could be anything. And to just let your imagination run wild.
1: And uh, I got to say the the reality checks are my favorite part of the book uh, because uh, I I get to hear Rayanne's voice in my head as I'm reading.
0: Hey, guys, just pausing this conversation with Jay and Rayanne to remind you now is the time to subscribe to the Spirit and Truth Substack. It's a blog that comes out twice a week and is all about helping you be a spirit led leader. So whether you're leading a small group, a church, or just a team at your office, and you want to lean into what it means to be spirit-led, this is a great resource for you. It comes straight to your email box, easy to consume, it's not that long, it's got a team of writers who are going to help you grow in the process. You can connect by going to spiritandtruth.substack.com. I, I am curious. Speaking about Rayanne's voice, and Ryan, I'm going to start this question with you, and then Jay, I'm interested to hear your thought on on from your perspective. W- what's really evident in the writing, and then now that we've spent some time together, it, it what's really clear is that um, as a father daughter combo, you guys have an equal voice, mm-hmm. and and that it's an equal voice in the book, and it's clear that your dad has a ton of respect for you, Ryan. And he nurtured your voice in some way, shape, or form. And as a as a dad to an eleven year old um, strong, fierce princess, mm. uh, how do I how do I intentionally um, foster that equality and that strengthened voice, so that Shiloh and so that all the dads listening, their daughters feel like they mm. can use their voice, even if it's to go in what seems or may feel like opposition to their dad?
2: Another excellent question uh, <laughs> that, I, that I've not gotten before. I I think the key, you know, so, sometimes people ask like, oh, you know, especially with this book, right? Oh, you're dead and you must have a great relationship. Has it always been that way? And uh, while it has always at its core been a great relationship, it's it's never always been the same. Our relationship has evolved as we have evolved. You know, you start out uh, as, you know, your dad is a superhero. You know, can't nothing can stop him. He can do anything. You know, he does, uh, does things that seem like magic, you know, when you're six years old. The things that he can and he can scoop you up and he's just this kind of mythical figure to you but he can't be that way forever because superheroes don't exist and we're people and we evolve. And as, as girls uh, grow up into, into young women and then into women uh, you know, they get the reality of the world, but they evolve and their own experiences uh, change them. You know, my dad was 35, 36 when I was born. And so he's evolved over the last 30 years, just obviously I did because I had to go through all of, all of the changes of development, but he also evolved he became a a thousand different things and learned things and went through things just as i did and so i think that the most important thing i think sometimes girl dads try to latch on to that princess relationship which there is always going to be a little bit of that always because it's it's your you know it's your dad it's your little girl but allow your relationship to evolve with you and with your daughter. And at some point, at sometimes you're going to evolve in opposing directions. Some points you're going to evolve together. And if you stay with it long enough and you have conversations, conversations are the greatest tool. I I think my definition of relationship is just a series of conversations. That's all any relationship is, a series of conversations. That's how you develop trust. That's how you get to know each other. Um, That's where fights come from. That's where, you know, as you're forging iron against iron, just be present, uh, have conversations with your daughter and allow the relationship to evolve. Because if you allow it to evolve with you, then you're gonna end up with a relationship of peers. You're gonna mm. end up with a relationship where you actually get to be friends with your daughter. And you yeah. get to, you know, you, the kind of disciplinary gets to be shed a little bit. The, the worrier, you know, the, the, the hard and fast protector gets to get shed a little bit so that, you know, when you're 65 and uh, 30, you get to have that peer relationship. And that I think is gonna be the longest and hopefully best era, uh, for a girl dad relationship.
0: Phenomenal answer. Jay, what about you? What do you think that you did intentionally or maybe just lucked into, um, that kind of fostered that voice in your daughter?
1: Yeah. Um, and this would be something that, 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 I'm hoping to give you a few things right now that, that a girl dad out there can latch on to go, Oh, I can do this. Um, and uh, uh, all the books say, "Date your daughter." I understand that. That's as a kind of a, a good concept, and keep that top of mind. But if you go a little bit deeper than that, um, have have what I call our stuff mm-hmm. stuff that that's did just you and Shia Tony? Tony, Tony and Shiloh have their little secrets maybe even stuff that dad, that mom doesn't know about or maybe she knows about but Shiloh doesn't know that she knows about their stuff could be our our movie our TV show our book our 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 bench our our uh, our table at McDonald's <laughs> that kind of thing so our stuff so that she can there's, there's a foundation you're building there a rock because dad you got to be the rock the foundation that gives her the courage to go out go out and explore the world and do great things or try hard things. And then because she knows dad's going to be there. So that would be one thing you'd be that foundation and have our stuff that she can always count on. Um, and then it is, it's, as we've already kind of said, listen more than talk. Uh, if you can get some of those open ended questions going, that's a really a wonderful thing. Uh, and then I'm not sure if this is a specific, but more of a generic kind of feel. Um, don't don't let your girl ever uh, fall into that victim mentality. You need to empower her. Let her know how strong she is. Let her know what her gifts are, and say, "Boy, uh, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's a gift you have, Shiloh. That's a gift you have, Rayanne. I'm wondering how you, I'm wondering how God's going to use that. I'm so excited to see how God is going to use your gift uh, in in this world, um, because. Guys, uh, Rayanne, Tony, uh, friends listening, girl, dads listening, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Um, And uh, that was one of the chapters that was kind of, we started getting real kind of deep in, but here's the point on that. Um, Dad, uh, enlist allies, because your daughter's going to come up against some crud. Enlist allies, adult allies, and know who she trusts. Um, and it's not just the youth pastor. There's a there's somebody down the street, maybe, or a friend of a friend, who is uh, who is going to be an ally that you can talk about what girls are going through, and maybe what specifically your daughter or their daughter is going through. Um, and then, uh, and we'll, 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 I'll end my little <laughs> uh, speech with this idea: um, I'm counting on Rayanne. It's a fallen world. It's a fallen world. I'm counting on Rayanne being part of the solution. Hmm. You, Tony, you can count or need to set Shiloh up to, for her and all our kids, but maybe daughters especially, that, to be part of the solution to, to the to the world around them. And uh, no pressure, Rayanne, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, Jay, let me come back to you with another question here. Sure. I, I, this, um, as this podcast releases, the book is releasing the same week. And um, as this book gets into the world – What is your prayer for dads specifically? Rayanne, I'm going to ask you to give a prayer for what your prayer is for daughters in just a moment. So, uh, Jay, what is your prayer for the dads who are reading this resource?
1: I want them to make sure that their daughter feels loved and has the ability to love. Hmm. Um, and it might even be that simple because she has to love herself. She has to love herself. She has to love her dad. <laughs> That's what we want. And she has to love God. But also the flip side of that, um, uh, she needs to be able to receive dad's love and, and give love to dad. And you have to receive God's love and understand that. Uh, the, the the sacrifice that you were created in His image, that He sent His Son to die on the cross, and and give you a purpose in the future. So um uh, it's not a spiritual book uh, in, in in that uh, there's so much practical stuff here. And I know <laughs> I know for sure that dads will buy this book who aren't because it doesn't say Jesus or God on the cover. Yeah. Um, dads will pick up this book and read it, and uh, I hope some. Non-believers read it and go, "Wow, maybe this God stuff kind of works." That's a scripture verse I hadn't heard before, kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, to, uh, but also, also, um, I hope it does gangbusters for Rayanne, so she gets a, a few more book contracts, and <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, so that's a that's my little side benefit of this whole project is that um, that Rayanne, uh, she she's got a great career going. But uh, it's it sure is fun to see your name in print, and that's a really selfish thing. But I hope that, I hope you uh, so go out and buy the book called Girl Dad Guides, if I can say that.
0: So <laughs> absolutely, and uh, I'll tell you that this book is what I affectionately call Sneaky Jesus. Mm. Like oh, it's good. not yeah. it's not overtly Jesus; it's Sneaky that's very Jesus, good. which is is a beautiful thing. Okay, Ram, what's the your prayer for the daughters <laughs> mm. of dads who are going to read this book?
2: Well, I you know what? Honestly, it's it's the prayer that I have um, for for most of the people in my life, which is the same prayer uh, that Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, which was that they not be taken from the world. It's actually, I mm-hmm. think, one of the only Bible references I put in our book is this whole is this whole prayer for him that uh, that they not be removed from the world, but protected inside of it. I yeah. especially in our Christian world. Um, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of, uh, because Christian schooling was very big, uh, I went to public school, but Christian schooling was very big, or starting to pop up a lot more when I was growing up. Um, I've seen a lot of people, and there's, I I don't want to speak against Christian schooling at all, that's not my intention, (laughs) but my intention is to say that if, as a dad, you can, even even if they go to Christian school, or, or have lots of Christian friends, encourage, if they encourage their daughters to be members of the world, not citizens of the world, right? Citizens of heaven, but but members of the world and go out yeah. and meet the people who need to be loved uh, and need to be uh, inspired and need to meet Jesus. If they can be part of the world, but then also protected from the evil one, because that's the other half of the prayer, right? I don't want them to be removed from the world, but protect them from the evil one. And that's my prayer for daughters. It is a fallen world. We talk, The two kind of uh, deeper chapters, uh, in our book that kind of go that next step are, um, your daughter and her brokenness. So there's Mm. that fallen nature in her because we're human, because it's, you know, because it's, it's a broken system that we're, that we're living in right now. Um, her brokenness, uh, but then your daughter and the fallen world. So the world that she's going to have to walk into. And the fact is, is that I know that every girl, dad, held their daughter. And I can, I know this about my dad. I, I would bet good money on you, Tony, that you held Shiloh in your arms when she was first born. And you said, I will not let anything happen to you. I yeah. will protect you with my last breath. I will defend you. You are, I will take care of you with everything that I am. And that's a beautiful sentiment from a dad, but it's, it's unrealistic at the end of the day because even if you safeguard her and put put her, you know, in a bubble for 18 years, at some point she's going to step out into that world. And so, uh, for dads, I want them to empower their daughter, be realistic with their daughter about what's happening, but also uh, partner with them to again be a part of a sol- the solution. Certainly, but for the daughters, my prayer is be be sure of who you are in Jesus. Be sure of who you are um, in terms of your gifts and your abilities. Mm-hmm. Build up that foundation, and if you can come out of your adolescence right, confident in who yeah. you are, uh, both both as a Christian, as a woman, what your hopes are, what your dreams are, um, how you can be uh, a, a force for you know a, a force for the kingdom of heaven, then everything everything is even if when it's hard. Even when that world falls around you, even when you have that internal brokenness, uh, if you can stay sure in who you are and work to do that, and then uh, – and your dad's going to mess up sometimes, right? Give him yeah. grace, but you can hold on to that relationship. So uh, that, that would be my prayer.
0: Come on, Pastor Ray. Let's where's, <laughs> we, let's pass the offering plate. What do we do? Let's go. If, if um, I'm, I'm going to jump
1: real quickly out of that if I may. Um Girl dads out there, when your 15-year-old turns defiant and starts questioning everything, that's good news. Right. That's her job. She's mm. supposed to go through that. Um, so celebrate that defiance because she has to figure it out for herself. She has to figure it out for herself. She, uh, you can't make a decision for for Christ. You can't make it for her. She's got to choose that for herself. Mm. She, and if she chooses it when she's seven, that's awesome. That's great. And I'm not going to get into any theology where, when she's saved or heaven-bound. But she has to choose that somewhere between the ages of 12 and 18. She's got to make a true choice that's deep conviction that she's going to stick it out. And then she's got to keep making that decision every day. Again, not getting into, into any theology here. But um, uh, you should celebrate her defiance. That's a really weird thing to say. And I hope dads understand. That I'm not saying, when she goes off the deep end, uh, to applaud. Yeah, sure, you have work, sure, sure, sure. work to do. You um, have work to do. So when, uh, when Shiloh, little sweet little Shiloh, who we met before this interview, um, goes off the deep end for a, for a day or two or a year or two, keep loving her, my friend. Keep loving Amen. her. And, <laughs> and here's the point: um, if she walks away and slams her door, excuse me, when she walks away and <laughs> slams her door, yeah. You need to go back upstairs, down the hallway, knock on the door, and say, "Sweetheart, Shiloh." Again, I'm sorry, but uh, sweetheart, I love you so much. I hate it when we get—I hate it when this, we get this way. But I, I, I'm trying to understand. I love you so much. I, you know that I would die for you, and I'm on your team, sweetheart. Uh, let's talk again real soon, so that you t- so that every conversation needs to end with you pulling her towards you and not pushing her sure. away. Um, that's, so uh, I love you, but
0: I'm taking the doors off the hinges <laughs> with well, the right approach.
1: Well, there's other reasons for that too. Right? <laughs> and, uh, I know dads, I've not had to do that, I know, I
0: know, I know but,
1: uh, yeah. but I, I actually recommend that in, in the right time, in the right place. Sure. Sure. Son of a gun.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I have one more question for you guys. It's, it's by far the hardest question of the whole podcast. I, I know. <laughs> Rayan's like, Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, <laughs> But before I do it, I, I know that people are going to want to find you on the interwebs. Jay, I, I know that there's probably somebody listening right now who's like, man, I need to bring him to Dayton, Ohio. How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn all the things? What's the best way to uh, to learn all things uh, Jay and Ray-Ann?
1: Uh Well, let me jump in. Uh, the name Paylightner is impossible to spell, but I'll do it quickly anyways. Uh, com is my website. There's all kinds of stuff there, all my books and uh, such. Uh, j-a-y last name payleitne com. You, you know what you can search for girl dad i think there's actually two other books out there called girl dad <laughs> so don't get confused. we'll link to it in the show notes so yeah. oh, anybody can sure. just link to it in yeah, the show there you notes go. there yeah. but um uh if you uh, if you the f- way to find us is um uh, on the website uh books are of course available on amazon they, sh- they will be in bookstores whether they have to order or not i don't know um
0: Ryan, yeah. are you on the internet anywhere? You're hard to find.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, I, am I'm, I'm a few different places, but mostly, mostly my other work, my, my business and consulting work, not as yeah. much author written, but I'll write on his coattails on jpayleitner.com girl dad. Certainly.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Last question. I love to ask people. It's an advice question, except I get to, I ask you to go back and give yourself one piece of advice And I get to name the season of life that you're in, um, when you do it. Okay. And, um, Jay, I'm going to go to you first and I'm going to go, um, to the day that Rayanne was born the day, uh, she, she came home from the hospital shortly (laughs) thereafter. If you could pull up a chair in front of that younger version of yourself, that father of now five. If you could sit knee-to-knee with him, hold his hands, look him in the eyes, and give him one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Um, the day Rayanne was born, I took her four older brothers down to the Target up uh, uh, 10 miles away, and we uh, t- saw Michael W. Smith. <laughs> That's, that's cr- crazy. Uh, Brianne and Mom were in the hospital. Uh, uh, there you go. So that's that's just very amusing about that day. But um, I because I had four. He, she has four older brothers who were at that toy time between five and thirteen or something like that. Five and fourteen. Um, I would tell G, I would tell Jay. It's like keep. I, literally, I would say keep doing what you're doing. Just keep loving these kids. It's crazy. Your life is going to be get even crazier in the next five years, ten years, but you're going to miss these days. someday, someday down the road, you're going to miss these days. Um, uh, t- Tony, you are living right now. Just you got you got two at home, three at home.
0: Three, I got three. Um, yeah.
1: Um, uh, you're going to miss these days. You're crazy. I you got you going all kinds of places. You're going to miss these days. So uh, that's not a big. A piece of advice that's just a reality that uh, um, uh, just keep pulling your hair out and keep driving and keep doing the uh, doing the doing the work, Jay. Uh, and and listen to your wife because your wife uh has great insight. Mm. The beautiful, wonderful Rita, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here, Ray and I wouldn't be here doing this without the lovely Rita Payleitner who married me 43 years ago. Holy wow. cats, there you,
0: there you go, I love go. that. Uh, okay, ray it's your turn. Um, go back and give yourself one piece of advice. And and I want to take you specifically um, to the day after high school graduation. Mm-hmm. As I jump into your story, I feel like there's been so many changes in your life since that day. And uh, a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And here you are now, an, an author of what will hopefully become a best-selling book. If you could go back and give that younger version of ray um, one piece of advice, sit knee to knee with her, look her in the eyes. What's the one thing you're going to tell her?
2: Well, the, the day after high school graduation, uh, uh, one week later, my brother got married the next week I had a graduation party. And then the next week I went, I headed off to, to beast, which was basic training. Um, and, uh, and I had, like I mentioned earlier, I had a lot of plans, right? That 18 year old had a lot of plans, very sure of what the next decade of her life was going to be. And uh, she had gone through some stuff, certainly was about to go through a lot of stuff in the next couple of years. And if I was talking to her, uh, I would say, I, you know, I'm here's my realistic slash pessimistic point coming out a little bit, but it would almost be, hey, you know what, you're, sh- you're strong. You are strong and your strength is actually, it's going to, it's going to hurt you a little bit here coming up because you're so sure that you, that you'll, and you will get through it, but you're so sure that it has to be you who's, who's holding the line. And I go, and you'll get through Mm -hmm. it. I go, but I would say lean, lean into the hurt a little bit, let it happen. It's going to change you. It's going to change the trajectory of your life. Um, it's going to change uh, everything, the people and the people around you as well. But don't be afraid to lock arms with the people next to you that love you. Let them hold you up. Let them continue to love you and be open with them. And uh, and certainly don't lean away from Jesus. Lean towards Jesus. I I, you know, again, like every relationship out there, I view a relationship with Jesus in a few different ways, right? There's, you know, king and citizen. There's a a bunch of different ways to look at it. But the way that I found the most impactful uh, to define my relationship with Jesus is as a friend and a friend who wants you to come to them. They can't, they can't do 100% of the walk to you. You have to walk to them. And so that would be my advice for 18-year-old Rayanne. You know, buckle up, batten down the hatches a little bit. You're going to be all right. It's going to be different, but you're going to be all right. But link arms with the people around you and, and lean into Jesus. And I think that, that that would be good advice for anyone going through, um, going through phase change, right? Going through... Uh, the unexpected, uh, and for, and have a little bit of forgiveness for yourself when you fail to do those things. Um, and, and, and don't feel guilty about that after the fact, just do what you can do the work that's in your hands, get up and, and do what you can every day.
0: Okay, pastor, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're not preaching, I don't know what's happening. Guys, thank you so much. This was so fun. I appreciate it. Um, just know that if there's anything I can do to continue to support your ministry as we both continue on, I would love to do so. Thank you for putting such an important and impactful resource in the world. I really appreciate our time today.
1: Uh, Tony, what a privilege. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's talk again sometime and uh, appreciate you very, very much. And God bless your relationship with Shiloh. I will be, uh, Looking for a forward to a good report on that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tony. <laughs> Wonderful to spend some time with you and your
2: hard questions, but it made us it made us think a little bit deeper.
0: <laughs> I love this conversation with Jay and Ray I think it's such a good one for girl dads and for me. And honestly, I loved connecting with them. They got a great story. I expect so much more out of both of them. Love, love, love the way God is working in and through their ministry. Do me a favor, guys follow them on social media. Let them know that you're out there and you heard them on the podcast. I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful that, um, it's a a great opportunity to connect with people who are really impacting my life and the way that I parent guys. I'm thankful for you and the community that we're building here today. Um, remember if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.